Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Train, Eat, Repeat. I know you're waiting to hear Tyler's voice. It's a little different this week, but I wanted to do the intro. So we're glad that you guys are here with us. You wanted to do the intro? <laughs> well, it was kind of forced. <laughs> <laughs> she got so nervous, guys. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, I told her two seconds before I hit record, like, you're doing the intro. And she goes, what? <laughs> Sometimes, though, and you know what? This is a very That's, appropriate yes, thing because what we're going to talk about is getting uncomfortable and how it so, sparks growth. Guys, we're glad you're here with us today. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Please leave us a five-star review on uh, iTunes and uh, or where you get your podcast from. And let us know if you have any questions or if you want to hear something different on our topics. We recently also just launched our new program called the Perry Reboot. It's a program for women that are experiencing uh, premenopausal symptoms like hot flashes, bloating, extra weight gain in their tummy. And it's a four-week program and we're offering at a discounted rate for the first 30 women that sign up. So we're getting close to hitting that threshold. So if you need information about that, find us on social. If not, reach out to us and we'll definitely send you some info. And the thing that uh, I want to clarify, uh, because we've been getting um, some questions about the program itself, this is still for the woman who is still getting her menstrual cycle. Yes. So if you already are through that menopausal stage and you're no longer getting your period, this would not necessarily be the program for you, but more so that individual that is either having a uh, regular periods, um, having big hormonal swings, things are lasting longer, um, cravings are higher. This is going to be a great program for you, but wanted to make sure that we uh, emphasize the fact that it is for women that are still having their normal cycle. Correct. Yes, correct. So um, I said that I wanted a little off because (laughs) I'm I'm used to like leading the charge here, Uh, but but it's, it's all good though, because in order for growth to happen. Yeah. You have to get uncomfortable. Absolutely. And we felt it would be a pertinent conversation to have because so many times people don't end up following their dreams, going after a goal, because when they start to contemplate going after that goal, they realize either how hard it's going to be, uncomfortable, don't not, don't have enough time, um, all the myriad of negotiations, which we talked about on last week's yep. podcast, yep. that people you know don't go after what they want because they know it's going to be uncomfortable but we challenge you and and are, want to set the the sort of record straight that you have to get uncomfortable that in order okay to see to progress yes you need to get uncomfortable so what we're going to do is is sort of first talk about why that's important and it we're going to tie in sort of the mindfulness aspect to it because i believe that one of the first ways to ensuring that you can handle being uncomfortable possibly for a very long period of time. Um, and it, it's happened with athletes as well. We'll use a, an example. Uh, recently, this came across uh, from one of our clients um, that it, it takes, you have to be in that right mindset and have the right expectations of what growth requires and what that uncomfortable feeling is going to be. You have to be prepared that you will feel uncomfortable. And, and mm-hmm. like you said, I think you have to have that mindset that you're you're moving forward, you're progressing forward for a specific goal, but nothing's going to get in your way. You're not going to let the obstacles bring you back down. And I think, too, having uh, the right expectations of just how long it's going to take, right? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about 
not focusing on an outcome goal. So an outcome goal would be like, I lose 50 pounds by the end of, uh, let's say December. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not focusing on that, but more so focusing on the small little changes, those habits that you're making, which there's going to be some discomfort throughout that process, right? Because you're going against everything that you've known up until that point. Um, and it happens all throughout life. I mean, if you think about it, so like in my own experience, uh, every stage of life, you take on more and more responsibility and there's more and more discomfort that you have to go up against, right? So like graduate high school, you go off to college. First time in your life that you don't have your parents staring over your shoulder, you know, making sure you get to bed on, on a, at a decent hour, making sure that you're turning in all your assignments, you're going to class. But that uncomfortable feeling of having that conversation with your parents when you're on academic probation after your first <laughs> semester uh, was definitely me, by the way. <laughs> Just used a random example that could or could not be me. Uh, no, it was me. It was a friend. And it was, a, yeah, asking for a friend. Is that right <laughs> to be on academic probation after one semester? No, it's not. But the thing is, is like the, the struggle that I had to go through to get my grades back to where they were, where they needed to be to graduate, you know, nothing spectacular, but I was above a 3.0 in the total totality of my college career. But the struggle I had to go through, the adversity I had to, the things I had to learn about self-accountability, um, those things all tie into what somebody goes through when they decide to change up their diet, when they decide to change up their exercise routine or, or go after like a, a specific outcome goal. It happened again when I graduated college. Now you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Now I got to pay the bills, um, bought my first home. You know, all of those things were uncomfortable but necessary stages that I had had to go through in order to become the person I am today. And I think that's a good point that you bring up is that we welcome that uncomfortableness when it's uh, when it's those big moments in life, looking for a new job, um, getting married, having kids, buying a house, buying a car. But when it comes to our health and wellness, we don't want to get uncomfortable. And do you think that's more a byproduct of we don't value health as much as we do some of the known material or, or stages of life? I, I agree with that because we want we want that perfect thing right away. Sure. And we have to put work in. I mean, you do have to put work in when it's your job, when you're switching jobs, you're buying a house, you have to save money. You put the work in, but you put it in and you have this end result. You have a home that you can show off to your friends. But we don't want to put the work in on ourselves. Well, but think about it this way. The example you just gave. So if we and we'll get to this, the, the whole point of getting uncomfortable is doing it in small little batches and realizing the wins that you actually are having. Because when you're focused on an outcome goal, I'm going to go back to losing 50 pounds by December. I'm just using it as an example. But when you look at that and you, you're not realizing the small steps that you've taken up until that point, I call it sort of like a yearbook of transformation, right? Um then you will not be satisfied probably ever, even if you reach that 50 pound goal, because you're not going to learn all of the struggles you had to go through to get to that point. Same thing that you just said. When I, when somebody needs to buy a house, it's not like you get a, the idea, I need to buy a house or I want a house and you just go out and do it. It took 
planning. It took finding if you can uh, um, get a pre-approved for a mortgage. It took get finding a realtor. It took searching out homes, getting inspections, and all. And oh, by the way, the money piece of things. So you would have had to put away somewhere between three and five percent of your earnings every single year for the last five to seven years in order to afford a down payment. So like we have to approach health in much the same way that it is about the long term uh, process. And then even once you get your house, there's all the upkeep that you have to do on it and painting and refinishing floors and and caulking windows. And if you don't do that, just like your body, if you just let things go, figuring, oh, the house will take care of itself. Right. It falls apart. Pipes, leaky pipes, um, you know, stains on on carpet that you never decided to clean up. You have to look at your approach to health much in the same way that you do all these other things you do throughout your life. And if nothing else, it should give you a, a sense of um, comparison, but also I think like a, like a light bulb should be going off right now. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah, there's a million things that I do day in and day out or have done over the past 10, 15, 20, 25 years. I don't know why I chose 20 to 25, but number of years that you had to go through and were uncomfortable at certain stages. But now if you were to sit back and take a look at where you are now, you're like, wow, I did do all of that. And that's why from a mindfulness component, it's not just being aware of what that the expect having the expectation that you're going to be uncomfortable doing something, especially the first time. Um, but also the fact that you're going to uh, that it's going to take time to get there. So we want to start a little backwards today. That was kind of like an intro into, you know, we we like to follow our protocol of trying to repeat, and we're we're starting with the mindset today and why it's uncomfortable, why we need to be uncomfortable in our mindset first before we start those other pieces. Uh, so in doing so, you you need to really understand if you're ready mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I think too many times people jump into something not aware of just how much work it's actually going to take. So we talk about expectations, right? And we set a lot of unrealistic expectations, whether we do it to ourselves or we uh, get the information from the wrong source. So I want to bring up just an example of having conversations. We talk a lot about our clients and I was speaking with one of my clients in particular and she was telling me that her her niece had um, done a quick fix pill type of thing. She was prescribed a medication from a doctor and was uh, it was a weight loss medication. And she had mentioned to me because she had saw her niece this weekend and she said, well, you know, her, her weight is starting to creep back up. And I immediately said, did she change any of her habits? Did she change, you know, the way, did she change her movement? Is she moving more? Is she eating things differently? She goes, well, she doesn't eat a lot of sugar and she doesn't drink a lot of alcohol. Okay. Well, what else? Did she change anything? Or she was waiting for this magic pill, uh, which a lot of people do. Like, I'm going to take this, I'm going to lose weight, and then I'm going to start eating healthy because I, I can see the results. It's almost like, so if we were, we were talking about homes, it's almost like the individual that was gifted money to go buy in home. In my experience, when you have to earn the money for the down payment, and you have to you look at your home with a pride of ownership. And that doesn't mean that the person that has the money doesn't take care of their home. I, I guess I'm making some generalities. But in the same way, 
if there was nothing learned throughout that process, if there was no grind throughout that process, I would argue that that individual is not going to be successful long term because they were looking for that quick fix or that quick burst of of instant satisfaction, which we've talked about before. Like instant satisfaction does not make your dreams become a reality. And especially for the long term, from a sustainability standpoint, nobody I know says, I want to lose 50 pounds and then I want to gain it back in two to three months. Right. No one goes into that. I hope not. It's like going into a a marriage. I I want to be married for five years, but then I know we're going to get divorced. No one gets into that. You know what I mean? It's the same same mindset. So you have to understand if, if you're looking to take your health in as a priority, what are the steps that you need to to start with? And and you have to focus on those steps that, yeah, it's going to get uncomfortable, but you're going to welcome this uncomfortableness because you aren't, you're going to go through that and you're going to have that adversity and come through the other side, getting closer to that goal. And knowing too that that uncomfortable feeling doesn't last forever. Right. It's, it's, not, mm-hmm. it's not always going to be uncomfortable, but you are going to challenge yourself to keep getting uncomfortable so you keep making the right changes and, and making the right habits. What well, uh, a friend of ours was talking about learning the guitar. Mm-hmm. And one of the uncomfortable feelings for those of you that have tried to play guitar in the past, uh, I have one sitting collecting dust in my mm-hmm. basement as we speak, um, is the tips of your fingers from moving up and down the fretboard. Holy crap, do they get uncomfortable, painful times, that would be something where that uncomfortable feeling would be like, oh, it's not worth it. Not to mention the fact that I can't even play a lick of anything. Like for some reason, I thought I could just get on and be Rob Thomas or Keith Urban and just shred a guitar. And that's not going to be the case at all. Right. So again, setting the right expectation, knowing if you're ready and you'll know you're ready when when it's something deep down inside that is important to you, much in the same way it was important for you to be self-sustaining and go out on your own and buy your own home. Those were important pieces for you because it was going to give you a sense of purpose because it was going to enrich your life. Those are the reasons why you would want to go after a outcome goal, let's say like weight loss, right, with, with, with the goal being I'm going to be uncomfortable or the mindset of I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to be okay with that because I know it's all part of the process. Right. You know, Usain Bolt, one of the best Olympic sprinters of all time for Team Jamaica. Um, Look him up if you guys don't know who I'm talking about. He had an awesome quote. He said, you know, I've been training to run nine seconds. He ran the 100 meter dash, by the way. I've been training to run nine second, 100 yard dashes for four years. Hmm. And then people will come to me and they they will tell me that they quit after two months because they didn't see any progress. So there's two problems there. Number one, they didn't have the right expectations, right? Number two, they didn't take the time to realize everything that they had accomplished in that two months. Because I guarantee you there wasn't, there was, there's no way possible if, if you're just improving by 1% every single day, which James Clear talks about all the time in Atomic Habits, 1% seems so minuscule. You can't tell me that after two months you didn't see any improvement, right? So 
I think the, the other important aspect from a mindset component is you need to track your progress. And tracking, it can be in different ways. It can be through journaling. It can be through pictures. Pictures. We, we're big advocates of pictures because you see yourself in the mirror every day and you're not going to notice those changes. But when you look back, like, you know, you look back at pictures of your kids and you're like, oh, my God, look how much they've changed. You are changing the same way. It happens to me every time at the end of the year with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook says, this is your year in review. Mm-hmm. I For the first time, I've actually paid attention to it uh, in 2020. And almost and it shows you you did this this month and you did this this month and then i started going through my own photos i was like holy crap renovated a home started a new business started a podcast like all of these things happened inside of this year and it was only when that yearbook of memories came up that i was actually able to like look back and say wow tyler you did a lot did because we're so hard on ourselves we are that we feel like we've never gotten far enough. We've never accomplished enough. And it could even happen like if you were looking at your own resume, right? So like relatively you and I are young in our careers, right? But still, when you look back, it's like, wow, the people I've influenced, the teams that I've led, the the impact I've had on other individuals, that should be something that can helps you continue to drive towards your goals and maybe be a little less pessimistic in terms of you know your future and and what it's going to entail because again you're you're growing like there is no growth without struggle there is no growth without without with with being comfortable right so that is like the mindset component you have to get your mindset right that change is going to be uncomfortable it's not going to be fun but there's also i think there is a fun aspect to it it's not always going to be miserable like for instance your 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 speed trials you yes. did a speed trial today yes how much do those suck oh I, my my i definitely was dealing with some mental mental issues this morning i got up i i just i knew i had to do it so my speed trial today was i had to run two miles then run fast for five minutes and then cool down for one mile and when she says fast you're supposed to be going as fast as you can maintain like for five minutes it's literally all out it's an all-out sprint and so i woke up this morning and i just was like oh i don't I don't want to do it today. I just didn't feel like doing it in the morning. Um, But you know what? I got out of bed and I started my first mile. I was like, okay, I can do this now. But I needed that, that little extra, you know, I didn't feel like doing it. And I, and I put one foot in front of the other and I did it and I, I accomplished it. And I think it went pretty well. I think I ran pretty fast. I have a struggle with not I'll out sprinting and then I'll die halfway through my five minutes, right? So keeping the right speed to maintain the five minutes. But I felt really good after I did that five minutes. And it was like, it it was that release that I needed. So there's two things there. You told yourself, hey, I don't necessarily feel 100% because we've always talked about you're going to wake up on days that you don't feel completely motivated, right? Yeah. However, you knew that if you didn't do it, It'd be in the back of your head. Oh, absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. So you have that mindset already. And if you don't have that mindset, that's okay. But what's more important out of this whole thing, regardless of your performance, right? If you felt like you had more in the tank, if you felt like you could have done better, was that your action sparked motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Once you started doing it, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. it was not. It was not. And it was just just my mental of getting up and getting out of bed at an earlier time and get going. And... Like like you said, once I started doing it, 
I was, okay, let's do this. And that's the part of training your body to be uncomfortable is that when you've come up against it before or something harder than what you're about to do, it doesn't look that bad anymore. Right. Right. So that's part of that growth process too, through being uncomfortable is that as you continue to challenge yourself and not every day, right. And it might look different for everybody. Maybe it's not going through the drive-through when you normally would, right? That's uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. it's a new normal for you. But now that you've done that once, then you can do it twice. Yep. And then you can, you can do always, it three times and you, know, you do it four. You you look back at to those little accomplishments that you did and you're like, well, that day was hard, but I did it. So mm-hmm. this I can do this again. So all that to say, be aware of the fact that it's going to be challenging. Right. You have to have an awareness of the fact that there is going to be struggle. And when I say struggle, I guess that's kind of generic because the struggle looks different for everybody. You also need to have the awareness that it's not going to happen right away. You need to have realistic expectations of what it is you're you're trying to accomplish. And number three, you have to track your progress. I don't care how you track it, but you have to track all of your little moments that you had. This morning was a moment for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen you take pictures at the track before, you know, of your workouts. That's a reminder that mm-hmm. you can do it, even mm-hmm. when you're tired, even when it's hot out, even when you had a shit day. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French. You can get through it, right? And if you do that and you're more cognizant of, of those small little wins, right, the little habits that you're shaping, all of a sudden you'll end up at where you want to be. Right. Right? Right, because I know there's an end goal and I'm I'm working towards that end goal and there's certain steps along the way that I'm going to have to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, I welcome that because I know it's going to get me closer to my goal. Yeah. So, and like, it's the same thing, you know, if we talk about the training component, training is one of those things that is always uncomfortable. You just mentioned it inside of your run. Mm-hmm. I had to do seven intervals this morning, mm-hmm. you know, on the track. And you better believe that I was talking myself up yes. when I got to five, six, seven, like you can do this right. just one step and one foot in front of the other, two more, one more. But this right? also is for anyone that's starting a fitness journey yeah. that's never done any type of workout before. It's going to get uncomfortable, but you're going to welcome that uncomfortable because you're going to feel like your body's working. You're putting your body through different things and you're going to feel sore, but you're going to welcome that because you're like, oh, I've never felt that muscle before. I, I must be doing something. And I think it's important to always have a reference point. We just talked about a few examples, learning to play the guitar, how long you need to save up for a home. And granted, it may not have been, besides the guitar playing part, it might not have been a physical, uncomfortable feeling. But knowing that going just a little bit above what you're used to doing, you're going to see benefits long term. I'm not saying go in and do a brutal workout every single time you exercise. I think you guys know our stance around those things and having balance inside of your workout program. But make it simple. Let's say it's like, hey, I'm going to do uh, three 30-minute walks this week. Something that I've never done before, but right. I'm going to fit it into my schedule. That's going to push your body outside of its comfort zone. Right. And then all of a sudden you look back. My mom is a good example of this. So like she has been walking the dog even further now. She walks like two miles a day to the point where she's like, 
I don't know the last time I walked two miles and not to mention the dog's actually more exhausted than I am now. It's something that's so automatic and easy for her now. So you get through that little uncomfortable stage and then all of a sudden it becomes comfortable again. And the same goes with your nutrition. Uh, you, you know, you may try a different meal or try, like you'd said, drive by that fast food restaurant and go home and prepare a meal. Yeah, it's a little harder and you're going to feel uncomfortable. But you're going to feel better in the long run because you didn't spend the money on, you know, non-nutritious food and you got home and you ate nutritious food to feel your body. And that process in itself takes a long time. We had another client who said, you know, I use if you would if my friends would have asked me to go out to McDonald's with them, I would have had no problem going in and ordering anything off the menu. He goes, now when my friends ask me, I make the choice not to do that because it doesn't align with my identity. Number one, the smell of it sort of like gives me that that feeling of it's not healthy. It's not fueling my body. So it's not good and bad foods. It's I know that if I put this in my body, it's not going to make me feel my best. I would rather have X, right? Because it doesn't identify with the person you're trying to become. Sure. So he had to go through that growing pain of getting rid of it. We've talked about sugar consumption, right? Sure. Like sugar is super addictive. And the only way that you can do, get uncomfortable, is take a little bit out at a time, right? And we talked about a million different tactics in terms of creating a better environment in your kitchen, Um finding other alternatives that give you the same dopamine response and also being more cognizant of why you are craving it, right? right. Are right. we stressed? Um, same thing with like alcohol consumption. Are we drinking to forget? Are we drinking to right. to de-stress or like, are we doing it to be social? And like, there's a drastic difference between those two things. And we have another client that she had a really busy day and she's on her way home from work and she didn't have anything prepared in the sense that she could go home and, and just make dinner. And she's like, well, I'll just pick something up on the way. And every restaurant she passed, nothing sounded pleasing. She's like, you know what? I've got something in the freezer. I'll just throw it together. And it was such an awareness moment for her that she was like, I would have never done that. I would have taken the easy road and picked up something that wouldn't have been necessarily what I would have made at home. And I would argue that she's even taken she's beyond the uncomfortable uh, part of her journey now it's more so a realization of oh it's still it's super easy to go home and just whip something up and i know i'm going to be more satisfied after the fact mm-hmm. right like that's that's a gold and these right are there. things that happen right away you have to work at it every single day one percent mm-hmm. better than you did the day before and and just tracking your progress yep. because if you don't know how far you've come uh, you always will think that it's not enough. You always will think that you're a failure, that you're you're not putting in enough effort, which I know for a fact I've met enough people. They put enough energy and focus into their day, and then they're also able to juggle their own priorities. You're doing enough. And when you're having those moments of despair, take a minute and look inside and think about, okay, what did I do last week? I did this and this last week. Well, I did that. I can do it this. I can do it today. Mm-hmm. Find those find those moments that you accomplished and you broke through that uncomfortable feeling to help you motivate through that next uncomfortable feeling. And even if you're feeling low energy, you know, action spurs motivation. Mm-hmm. If you just go out and do it, it might not be your best training session. It might not be the best meal that you could have chosen. It might not even been the, the you know, optimal bedtime that you wanted to go to bed at. But the thing is, is that you took the action, you did it. And then I, and almost nine times out of 10, 
when somebody decides to do something that they thought was going to be too hard, it actually wasn't as hard as they thought it was going to be. Right. Right. So this is us challenging you guys, just like I challenged Andrea at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> She's going to do every intro now for the podcast uh, is is know that being uncomfortable is the path to growth. Plain and simple. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> We'll leave it at that, guys. You guys enjoy your week. Uh, make sure you guys message us uh, if you have questions around Perry Reboot. Um, and then also, we would love it if you shared this podcast with a friend or family member, maybe somebody who uh, needs a little kick to get a little uncomfortable, um, and let us know what you guys thought. Have a great week, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.